Welcome to the audio edition of the Richland Chronicle for January the 28th, 2020. Your readers today are Victor Carter and I'm Alison Doherty and I am going to start on page two of the Richland Chronicle with politics. The Senate trial continues and this is by Adriana Aguilar, editor-in-chief. Uh, this article is also part two of an ongoing series. Both senators and citizens have been sleeping through the impeachment trial of President Donald J. Trump that started January the 21st and could end in days or drag out for weeks. The infamous court sketch of Senate Excuse me, Senator Jim Rich, Republican, Idaho, slumped in his chair on the first day of the trial, mixed with a lack of public opinion formed about the president's impeachment, has been the focus of news outlets. As of press time, Trump's legal defense team was expected to begin making its case against removal from office. It's up in the air, said Clive Siegel, a Richland history professor. I have no idea where it will go. Despite the desire of some to avoid impeachment as a whole, Siegel said it is democracy doing its job. He said the trial comes down to whether the president should be removed from office this week. Key players for the impeachment trial range from Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican Kentucky, to lesser-known senators from across the country. Collectively, they will spend many hours in the Senate chamber. Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts is tasked with presiding over the process and keeping it on track. Some critics expressed concerns about whether his personal views may unduly influence the proceedings, but Roberts has been known to cross party lines, despite his conservative background. Again, this is going to probably be done on party lines, said Siegel. We almost, excuse me, we already have a pretty good idea that's already going to happen. The Senate Minority Leader, Chuck Schumer, Democrat New York, led Democrats in pushing for their witnesses to be allowed to testify, something McConnell said he doesn't want. The Associated Press, AP, reported that Trump said that he was open to having witnesses during the trial. Before any witnesses could be invited, the first three days of the trial were dedicated to opening arguments on the two impeachments articles passed by the House. As for the presidential candidates running for the 2020 election, Senators Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Amy Klobuchar and Michael Bennett will be involved in the Senate trial and away from the campaign trail. Trump's defense team consists of private lawyer Jay Sekulow, Pat Cipollone, Clinton Specialist Prosecutor Ken Starr, Jane Raskin, former Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz, and others. Dershowitz, famously known for defending O.J. Simpson, Jeffrey Epstein, and other notorious clients, is using his expertise as a constitutional law expert to help defend Trump. The seven House managers who act as prosecutors will present this case to the Senate before it holds a vote. 
The team chosen by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi consists of the leader of the House Intelligence Committee, Chairman Adam Schiff, House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler, and five other Democratic representatives. I feel like it's a fair process because I'm not going to lie, they gave him chances, said Edward Sesse, president of the Student Government Association, SGA. I mean, if somebody gave you a chance to do something to prove yourself, do it. In his opinion, Trump never stood up to the plate. You know, people always say, oh, we hurt the Democrats. But I mean, do you really care more about your political stance than you really care about democracy, Sesse said? If you want to defend democracy, forget about your political ideas staying in power. If you lose, he said. The timing of the trial is also part of the controversy. Siegel said by the time the trial winds down, the country may be close to electing a president. And if Trump is removed, you know that's another thing about this system of government, said Siegel. This isn't the first time something like this impeachment has happened, if you really want to think about it. Whether the impeachment trial will work the way it should is open for debate. The fact of the matter is, impeachment, despite the fact that it hasn't gotten a particularly good rap so far, when it had to work, and if it had to work, is probably what would have worked, said Siegel. And this story continues online at richlandstudentmedia.com slash chronicle posts. Um, And it was written by Adriana Aguilar, editor-in-chief. And I would also say it's very interesting in the media. Um, It depends which newspaper you read, which radio station you listen to. And, um, you know, I would invite, actually, people to listen to 660 or 820 FM and um, hear some... um, some different commentaries, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So, what have you got for us now? I've got down off my little soapbox. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to say real quickly that, um, like um, Senator Jim Risk, who was uh, illustrated slumped in his chair on the first day mm. of the trial, I've been slumped in my chair oh, the first my. day of the trial, too. It's <laughs> been a, they, the, um, yeah, the first um, case, of, oh, gosh, I, it was a snooze fest. Oh, my gosh. And it was it was sort of like playing for time almost, just filling in time, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I did actually um, just see a few minutes yesterday. Okay. And um, of the, um, the Republican side, and they did just were so succinct. I was very impressed with their um, okay. arguments. So, okay. yeah, yeah not so much of a snooze fest now. Good, good, good. Okay, uh, moving on to something else that's very important today. Coronavirus spreading new cases in Texas. Natalia Panita and Fernanda Pargas write this story, and these are staff writers for the Richland Chronicle. A potentially deadly virus that originated in China is spreading throughout Asia, has caught the attention of the local health authorities at Richland and across North Texas. According to the Associated Press, the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, began screening for the coronavirus January 17th on direct and connecting flights from Wuhan, China, 
to the three main ports of entry in the U.S. The city of Wuhan is a commercial center and a major transportation hub in central China. Experts say the virus most likely originated from animals, live or dead, which were being sold in one of Wuhan's many seafood and meat markets. As of this morning, January the 28th, there have been 4,500 cases in China, over 106 deaths, and five cases in the U.S. Three cities in China have been locked down to avoid spreading the virus, and Lunar New Year celebrations have been canceled. According to AP, new cases have been reported in the U.S., Japan, South Korea, and Thailand, Singapore, Vietnam, France, Australia, and Hong Kong. The first case of coronavirus on U.S. soil was confirmed in Washington state on January the 21st. Since then, another case has been confirmed in Chicago, and 63 more people are being tested, including one student at Texas A&M in Baylor. As of this morning, January 28th, there have been five cases of the virus reported in the U.S. Most of the severe cases are connected to elderly people, <clears throat> those with underlying health issues and weakened immune systems. Symptoms of the virus include upper respiratory infection, dry cough, fever, and breathing problems. Caroline White, a nurse manager at Richland's Health Center, was up to date on the coronavirus. White said that the school's health center had not been alerted, but due to the multicultural student body on campus, the nurses are searching for students who have traveled to the affected areas. The health center advises students at all times, and especially during the flu season, to stay as healthy as possible by frequently washing their hands, not coughing into their hands, staying hydrated, eating right, and exercising. Registered nurse Renee Miles advises students to go to the doctor if they experience any flu-like symptoms and to be aware of family members and friends with symptoms. Just be healthy, exercise, eat right, get sleep. Students don't sleep. A lack of sleep will compromise your immune system. It's very hard on your immune system, and you need to be smart. Everybody needs to be smart about how they are studying and leave themselves enough time to study without losing so much sleep, White said. When asked if they were aware of the coronavirus, five of eight Richland students said they had not heard of the virus. The others were only aware of its existence. One student, Victoria Lamothe, said that she is not too worried about the coronavirus, but takes certain measures to avoid becoming sick, including taking the flu shot. To put the new virus into perspective, Dallas County Health and Human Services, the DCHHS, has reported its 14th flu-related death for the 2019-2020 season. Similar to the coronavirus, the flu can lead to more serious problems for people who already suffer from chronic health issues. Dallas County Health and Human Services recommends preventative action similar to Richland Health Center. Although nurses cannot diagnose individuals who may be experiencing flu-like symptoms, Richland students can always consult with the health center in Thunderduck Hall, room T110, if they are feeling ill.
The Health Center is open Monday through Thursday from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. And Natalia Panita and Fernanda Pargas, staff writers for the Richland Chronicle, reported this article. Well, thank you. And when were you supposed to be going to China for your extravagant vacation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were supposed to go next month on yeah. February the 25th. Mm-hmm. But I think the State Department has put a, a kibosh on um, flights in and out of that area. And our travel agency had postponed our trip. So yeah. we have 18 months to make up our minds when we want to go no. or if we just want to go ahead and cancel the trip altogether. Yeah, good. Yeah. Very wise, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep you safe. Yes. <laughs> and on that same page, that's page three, some health news. Richland remains safe within high crime area. Well, it's sort of health and local news, I suppose. And this is by Ryan Bingham Duff, online slash special projects. The annual crime report for Richland, released at the end of 2019, showed little to no crime on campus dating back to 2016. According to security stats, there were six cases of stalking, 35 arrests for drug violations, and two referrals of such, and two referrals of such, five arrests on liquor violations and one referral two cases of burglary, and two cases of motor vehicle theft. No murders, rapes, dating violence, or hate crimes were reported. Despite a reported increase in the number, in the, excuse me, in the murder rate in the city of Dallas, Richland, one of three community colleges in the city, remains the safest campus among the seven colleges in the Dallas County Community College District, according to the annual security report. Yet big city crimes are never far away. For example, a murder took place across the street from a convenience store near the Richland campus last fall. The victim, 33-year-old James Burks, was fatally wounded on November the 20th at the scene. A memorial in his honour stands outside the Abrams Food Mart. Captain Javier M. Lozano, a 12-year police veteran, said he doesn't view crime in the area as, quote, necessarily increasing, but notes that Richland is located in the centre of a high-crime area. He said campus police work to keep students, faculty and staff safe. We have a very proactive staff of officers, Lozano said. Still, he said, the campus isn't isolated from the world around it. There are crimes that don't show up in the stats when people come through campus who shouldn't be here. Lozano said the officers on patrol are aware of people who should not be on campus, and so literally the message goes out that, you know, probably not a good idea to come in and try something, he said. Lozana urged students to help police prevent crime. If you see something, say something. It's better that they report something to us and us investigate, and there would be nothing, than there'd be something going on and they don't say anything, and now we're being reactive instead of proactive, Lozana said. Louise Rogers can attest to the importance of a police presence. 
The North Dallas tornado that struck October the 20th demolished half of the North Point Cancer Treatment Center on Greenville Avenue. Rogers, administrative assistant with the Office of Student Life, lives across the street from the building. She said a police officer has been posted on the scene every night since the storm to protect the devastated hospital from looters. Rogers said crime rate in the area has gone down. My husband was robbed at gunpoint outside our appointment, uh, outside our apartment, she said, noting that took place before the October 20th tornado. Lozana said Richardson police and state troopers were dispatched to patrol the neighbourhoods near campus after the storm to keep suspicious characters from breaking into homes damaged by the storm. He said crime also increases around the holidays. Sometime during holidays there's going to be that increase, Lozano said. Quote, porch pirates, close quote, often steal delivered packages and police also tend to see an uptick in car burglaries. But those sorts of crimes usually decrease on their own after the holidays. Campus police can be reached via the emergency phones on campus or by dialing 972-860-4290. A new app for mobile phones is also available to ensure the safety of those in the Richland community. The virtual escort app can be can dispatch an officer should the user require assistance. And that's the end of the article by Ryan Bingham Duff, online slash special projects. Richland remains safe within high crime area. But that's such a great idea to have this info in your phone, I think. Mm, yes, it is. Yeah. The, the number again is 972-860-4290. And the virtual escort app. I think that's great, just in case. Mm -hmm. Right. You can never be too safe. Exactly. Great. And I have another fun article coming up here. Find your calling at Club Fair. Staff writer Marcellus Martinez reports this article. Once again, it is time for Club Fair, the biannual event that brings the clubs at Richland together to recruit new members for their respective organizations. The event takes place from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. January 29th and 30th in the El Paso Lounge. Christy Battles, coordinator with the Office of Student Life, said Club Fair is a great way for students to meet each other and share common interest. The clubs come together, current clubs and those that want to be new clubs on the roster, and they showcase and feature what their club is about in an effort to recruit members, Battles said. According to Battles, students can choose from 35 to 50 clubs on campus each semester. Just to give you an example, some of the clubs that are active every semester include ALAS, Achieving Latino Academic Success. We have Christians on campus. There's the Honor Student Association. We have Student Government Association and the Campus Activities Board, Battles said. There are plenty of new clubs on campus this year. For instance, for those interested in the always popular and growing gaming community, there is Richland Esports, which caters to students who are interested in electronic sports games. 
For those with interest that point toward the sciences, Students for the Exploration and Development of Space, SEDS, offers opportunities for those interested in astronomy and women in engineering. Battle said new clubs are welcome, but they must meet the campus criteria, one of which includes finding a full-time faculty or staff member to serve as an advisor. There is also the matter of filling the proper paperwork, which must be in place in order for the club to operate. It also includes risk management training. Without it, the club cannot be approved. Those who are not able to attend this week's club fair are encouraged to stop by the Office of Student Life to find out about the clubs on campus and the many opportunities to become involved. We produce a club list every semester. It's generally about three weeks after club fair. If not, we have a list of who was here in the fall. Battles said. The Office of Student Life is located in room E040 in El Paso Hall and is open Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more info, check out the Richland College website at www.richlandcollege.edu. And that's Find Your Calling at Club Fair by staff writer Marcellus Martinez. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you. Turning the page, we're on um, page six now, campus news. <clears throat> you say you want a revolution. And this is by Dara Jones, layout editor. Sitting behind his desk in Wichita Hall, Professor Raymond Sandoval doesn't seem like a revolutionary. But ask him about the flaming 1960s and you may start to see him differently. The early part of that decade saw the real, saw, excuse me, saw the end of the idealistic 1950s, the emergence of rock and roll and the civil rights movement. Sandoval was a government student at New Mexico State University at the time, and he experienced and saw the racial inequities that characterized that period. According to Sandoval, interracial dating, especially among African Americans and whites, was actively discouraged. The dean of men would talk to the male students, and the dean of women would write a letter home to a woman's parents. The idea was that, basically, the institution was the parent. The, <clears throat> the people are here to have an education. They're not here to have a substitute parent, he said. In response, Sandoval created a student bill of rights that addressed issues such as interracial dating and onerous curfews, but it was vetoed by the university president. Sandoval became involved in Robert Kennedy's campaign after Kennedy's brother, President John F. Kennedy, and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. were assassinated. Through some of his African-American friends, the grief and angry emotions became real to him. By the time Bobby Kennedy was also killed, Sandoval had had enough. That was it for me, he said. And so that day I called four friends of mine and said, we've got to do something about this, and they all agreed. They organized a student group. 
This organisation is going to do all the things that our Bill of Rights said we should do and we're going to change the culture and get everybody involved to realise we're not going to put up with this sort of thing anymore, Sandoval said. One member of the group was a gifted writer who was put in charge of publishing an underground newspaper dubbed The Conscience. So we turned out the underground newspaper, which made fun of the president of the university and made fun of the faculty, made fun of the rules, made fun of the administration, and they were livid, he said. The publication was a hit. It was bigger than one of the newspapers in town, Sandoval said. Unlike today, surveillance cameras were not commonplace, so the school used telescopes and infiltrators to try to discover where the newspaper was being published. Sandoval's group relied on an out-of-town printer, late-night drop-offs and close-knit relationships among group members to remain anonymous. Despite the fact he was almost expelled for his involvement, the newspaper's origin managed to escape detection. When the group had had its first campaign meeting, 350 out of 4,800 students showed up. It touched a big, big nerve, he said. Soon they became part of a national underground newspaper network that distributed articles and artwork. We began to see ourselves as not members of this college, not members of this community, not even members, really, of our generation. We began to see ourselves as members of a United States and then a worldwide movement for change. We began to see ourselves as revolutionaries, he said. The Vietnam War had a strong impact on Sandoval and other young people in the 1960s. I'll never forget the day I came home and watched the Vietnamese guy kneeling and a pistol at his head and his brains being blown out, he said, in reference to the famous photo of a South Vietnamese general executing a Viet Cong guerrilla. So... By 1969, I think all of us were sort of fed up, and by the Kent State killings in 1970 that led to a general strike, he said, referring to a killing of four Kent State University students by the Ohio National Guard during a protest of the Vietnam War. The event led to the temporary closure of colleges and universities across the U.S., and change public opinion about the war. When you're at a protest march, you actually gain energy from each other. And when you have 10,000 people marching on the freeway to stop traffic for a cause, that's one of the biggest highs. It's bigger than alcohol. It's bigger than sex. It's bigger than anything, he said. Sandoval said by 1970, the movement started to dissipate. The different groups, such as the women's movement and the black power movement, which had come together in opposition to Vietnam, to Vietnam began to splinter apart. By 1972, Sandoval began to realize the revolution wasn't going to happen. One of his professors who also had been a young idealist in the, in the 1930s, had warned him. 
Sandoval countered, No, you're wrong. That was then. This is different. Different. His professor had laughed and said, That's what I said. This is different. And he was right, Sandoval said. Sandoval sees the same division in our current political climate. He said it would take a shared vision to connect all the various factions. I don't see anybody doing that, he said. And an extended interview with Sandoval is available at richlandstudentmedia.com. And this is You Say You Want a Revolution by Dara (laughs) Jones, layout editor. And if you pick up um, the newspaper, do turn to page six. There is a photo of Mr. Sandoval now, and also underneath Sandoval in the 1960s. And I came of age in the 60s, and it's like the Sonny Bono look. It's worth picking up the paper just for for the comparison. Yeah. <laughs> you were a bit, you're a bit younger than I am, but did you ever have the moustache and the... Uh, the whole long hair thing? Um, yeah, yeah. Back in the uh, late 70s, in the early 80s. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. What have you got now? Well, let's turn over to sports. Some interesting stuff here to report. Sport teams spring into a action. Sports teams spring into a action. Okay. <laughs> that makes a difference. Or maybe it's both the same. <laughs> Staff writer Matt Thompson wrote this article. Richland Athletics are underway for the spring semester. The women's basketball team was back in action January 21st against Mountain View. The Thunder Ducks fought hard but fell short 91-69. to On the men's side, The T-Ducks beat Brookhaven at home on January the 22nd. The men maintained a fast pace on offense and shut down the Bears. The game was neck and neck until the last few seconds when the men turned up the intensity to get the 70-65 win. Baseball season at Richland is starting up as well. The Thunder Ducks have their first game of the season at home January the 25th at noon. The wrestling team takes to the mats in Houston to compete in the state duels on February the 1st. The team hopes to bring home another trophy this year. For those not interested in team sports, Richland's intramural sports might be of interest. They offer ping pong, golf, tennis, flag football, basketball, soccer, and more. Show up and make new friends Tuesday and Thursdays from 12.30 to 1.45 p.m. This promises to be a semester filled with excitement and anticipation for Richland sports. Richland athletes are training hard to make it to the national competition in their respective sports. Looking at the NBA, the Dallas Mavericks forward Dwight Powell will miss the remainder of the season after tearing his right Achilles tendon. His last game was cut short after he was injured in the first quarter. Fans are speculating that it will have an impact on the Mavericks' decision during the February the 6th trade deadline. The Mavericks hit the road for a three-game series in Portland on January the 24th. And in the NFL, former Cowboys coach Jimmy Johnson was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame on January the 12th. 
Congratulations, Jimmy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was an emotional moment for players, including former Cowboys quarterback Troy Aikman. Johnson led the Cowboys to two Super Bowl wins in the 1990s. Johnson made the right choice to stick with the Cowboys and rebuild the roster after his first 1-15 season with the team. Woo, man. Yeah, that's, that's not good. Not good, but it's incredible the turnaround that he brought yeah, to the team. Yeah, what a difference wow. a coach made. Yes. The Chiefs looked like a force to be reckoned with for the Super Bowl. They took a fast lead in the AFC Championship game, winning the title for the first time since 1970. The team's emotion and intensity was truly amazing. They made it to the Super Bowl in front of their home crowd. Coach Andy Reid joins his father with an AFC title after receiving the Lamar Hunt Trophy. Texas fans may be interested to know that quarterback Patrick Mahomes grew up in White House and played college football for Texas Tech. Football won't be the only action during the Super Bowl. The advertisements are always part of the festivities. This year, there will be a dueling political ads with President Donald Trump and Democratic presidential candidate, former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg, competing for airtime. The Super Bowl will be played in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium on February the 2nd. For more sports information, check out the Sports Minute on Chronicle TV at www.richlandstudentmedia.com. And real quick here, Richland's wrestling schedule coming up on Saturday, February the 1st. You have state duels, and that will be held in Houston. On Saturday, February the 15th, Shriner competition, and that's going to be held in Kerrville. On Saturday, February the 29th, you have the conference tournament here at Richland College. Thursday, March 13th, Friday, March 14th, and Saturday, March 15th, the NCAA tournament, which will be held in Allen, Texas. And that's your look at sports today. Allison, what you got next for us? Well, what I've got next is asking you who your money is on for the Super Bowl. Oh, well, that's a tough one. That's a tough right. one. Ah, You know, my money was on the Ravens, but they're not in it now. No. So. <laughs> All right. Well, you've got the 49ers and the Chiefs. Yes, right? yes. I so. think I'll have to go with the um, – oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to have to go with um, the Chiefs, I guess. Oh, what do you think? I I just like the Chiefs. Okay. I really do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, so I was going to have a bet with you if you chose the 49ers. <laughs> but we'll root for the Chiefs. Okay. It's, All right. it's closer to Texas anyway, isn't there it? Kansas. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're winding up with upcoming events, and all events are free and open to the public unless otherwise indicated. Today, January the 28th, 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m., Mobile Food Pantry, East Breezeway, Bring a Bag. 12.30 to 1.30, Richland Faculty Jazz Group, Fanning Performance Hall. And from 5 to 7 tonight, Pizza and Games in El Paso Lounge. Now, tomorrow and uh, Thursday, January 29 and 30, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Club Fair in El Paso Lounge. On Friday the 31st, 
8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Spring Flex Term Registration, Thunder Duck Hall. Also 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Caricature Artists in the El Paso Lounge. And also on Friday, 11 to 2 p.m., National Hijab Day, free henna and popcorn in the El Paso Lounge. Looking forward to February the 6th, next Thursday, from 11 to noon. There's a reception made in America in the Brazos Art Gallery, Crockett Hall, C140. And also that day, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., Oh, Monday, Tuesday, and 1 to 5 p.m. Wednesday, Thursday, Richland Food Pantry in the El Paso Hall, room 030. And that does wind up this week's edition of the Richland Chronicle. The audio edition of the Chronicle is available in podcast at richlandstudentmedia.com. Your readers today were Victor Carter, Alison Doherty, our techie fella is Mike Sokolsky, also known as the Falcon. So we wind up saying thanks for listening. <laughs>